all, and welcome to The Blue Diamond. This is a Dre with a lot to say. So you know what that means. It's time for the next episode of Stop Killing Black People, a one-woman crusade. So I think today I'm going to talk about March Day 6. Yes, Day 6. So it was a Saturday, which means my dear friend walked with me again, and um, she arrived to the house just as enthusiastic and pumped up as she did the previous Saturday. So we started out on our march. I let her know where we were going. And um, this march ended up being remarkable for a couple of different reasons. Number one, it definitely was another um, positive march, uh, but we ended up having a couple of conversations with a couple of people. One was a bit annoying and the other was um, scary. Uh, at least it scared me. So again, a lot of positive feedback. At one point we had so many cars blowing their horns in a row that it felt like one of the parades that we see nowadays. I mean, just constant car honking and stuff like that. Typically when we're walking, you know, or when I'm walking by myself, I don't go too long um, without someone blowing their horn. The, the longest time I've ever gone, I discussed this in another episode, was when I was leaning into a cop car and holding my sign above the cop car. Only one horn was blown and it was like a 10 minute gap. But other than that, it's like two or three minutes. It's pretty constant when I'm walking. So, you know, it was it was like that uh, again. And we were just so charged that we didn't realize until we were halfway home and my body started hurting that we had walked quite a distance. So by the time we got back to my house and my friend checked her pedometer, we had walked seven miles and it had been a couple of hours, um, but it was a great walk. So let me tell you about a couple of conversations that we had. Um, so anyway, when we got to our halfway point for the walk, we stopped into a store to grab uh, some Gatorade to replenish ourselves. And so we're standing outside of the store drinking our Gatorades and my friend, you know, waves her sign at someone. And I said, oh, who are you talking to? And she says, oh, you know, that gentleman there, he was acknowledging our signs, but my back was to him. So I didn't see him. But within seconds, this man was standing in front of me. He was at the far end of the parking lot. I didn't even see him approaching. And next thing I know, he was sitting right in front of me. So that was a little off-putting. But anyway, he had something he wanted to say. So he starts out by giving me the demographics of his house. He told me that, now this is a white man, okay? He told us that his wife is Puerto Rican and that his stepchildren are half Puerto Rican and half black. He said, so... You know, I've you know, got a Puerto Rican wife and my stepchildren are half Puerto Rican and half black. So I understand what's going on. To be honest with you, <laughs> I immediately became annoyed. I hate when people do that, to be honest with you. I don't hate the person, but I hate that behavior. Am I supposed to give you a black card or something? 
because you tell me who you're married to and who your stepchildren are, who you who you live with, really, you I don't listen. Tell me how you feel, and don't tell me that you feel that way because of who you live with. All right. I mean, I understand that people give anecdotes and stuff like that, but that's not what he was doing. He was not offering an anecdote. We were supposed to just automatically sing Kumbaya with him because of who's living in his house. So he goes on to tell us how he understands, but he thinks it should be all lives matter. <laughs> Brother, you just contradicted yourself. Because if you understand, then you wouldn't even let those words come out your mouth. And so immediately, my friend and I both were like vying to respond to him because both of us really wanted to respond. And um, I'm like opening my mouth to say something. And she's like, no, let me answer. Let me answer. And so I just went ahead and I said, listen, I took my father's advice. And I said, all lives matter. Then tell that to the cops. Tell it to the cops. And please understand that when we say black lives matter, we're not saying white lives don't or other lives don't. Black lives matter also. And right now, we need to remind the world that black lives matter. Now, my sign doesn't happen to say black lives matter. It doesn't happen to have a hashtag BLM on it. My sign simply says stop killing black people. And I think that's part of the reason why I get a little annoyed. I mean, I know I'm going to face some opposition and negativity and, and difference of opinion and all of that. Um, but that's also going to bring up a certain emotion in me. And I'm a little annoyed because I feel like when you're throwing this all lives matter in my face, you're disagreeing with my sign. My sign says stop killing black people. And I've said this before. Does that mean you want black people killed? You know, how are you against what my sign says? And why do you feel the need to explain your all lives matter uh, movement? That's not what this is. Okay. I, I don't want to hear about the all lives matter thing. And, and you going to tell me who you live with and who your wife is and what color your kids are and then say all lives matter, man, please. So that conversation was um, a bit annoying. Um, he tried to walk back his statement a little um, after my friend who was walking with me, who happens to be black, but who happens to have a white husband, um, explained that, you know, her husband is white and he fully understands black lives matter. He's not trying to push any kind of white lives matter into this because that's not what we're talking about, you know. So she could see on my face that I was definitely getting annoyed, more and more annoyed. And he just kept talking, kept talking. And finally she said, okay, well, you have a good day. You have a good day. <laughs> and then we started to walk away because he would have kept us there forever. So anyway, we uh, now are starting to head back home because that was our, our halfway point. So we turn around and we're heading back home. And um, on our way home, this man in his car, I, I think, honestly, I think he was hitting on us. It was a white man. 
I don't I don't even know if he read our sign. I don't know. He was a little creepy. That whole interaction was a little creepy. But that's not the scary conversation. That's just a sidebar. But the scary conversation happens just a few minutes later. This white man walks up to us and he says, um, yeah, yeah, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. And I hope that that cop that killed George Floyd gets the death penalty. And my friend said, well, he's definitely not going to last in prison. And the guy said, well, I did nine years in prison. I'll kill him for two cups of soup. And I was like, this man, he definitely had something going on. I'll just leave it at that. He wasn't all together right. Um, and I, I just hope, 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 hope. Oh, Lord knows. I hope he's getting the help that he needs. But it definitely was scary because he was looking us dead in our faces and telling us that he would murder somebody for two cups of soup. And he wasn't flinching, smiling, laughing, smirking, nothing. He was serious. So with that one, I wanted to just keep it pushing, just keep moving, just keep moving. Because, you know, I found that found that scary when somebody can look you in your face and tell you that they're willing to kill somebody. You know, um, so these walks, um, like I said before, bring their own uniqueness every day. Um, every time that I walk, I do walk in a different area. With the exception of this past Saturday's walk, I had done that walk the day that I walked in the rain. And when I stopped at the store, if you heard my previous episode, I talked about being um, caught in the rain and talking to an old man in the parking lot. That's the same parking lot that I had the conversation with the guy who gave me the demographics of his house and said, all lives matter. You know, it reminded me of this other guy um, from, I think it was my walk day two or three, um, I was walking down the street and this man was walking toward me. And right as we were passing by each other, he said, Hey, you know, I agree with your sign, but, but let me tell you something. He turns around. Now he's walking with me and um, I'm thinking six feet, Corona, six feet. And he says, my girlfriend is black. So I love black women because I love my girlfriend. There we go again with another white person giving me the demographics of their home. You know, okay, fine. Yeah, your girlfriend is black. You don't have to tell me that. You should feel how you feel because it's the way that you feel. Now, obviously, we feel the way that we feel and ex- we bring our experiences into it. But... I don't know. There's something about that. I feel some kind of way about that. When you have to preface your statement with, I have a black girlfriend. So anyway, he tells me how they had gone to a demonstration in New Haven and he was all for Black Lives Matter, but he thinks it should be all lives matter because while he was at that demonstration, a police officer roughed him up and now his thumb hurts. Yeah, I have to pause there. This is a real conversation I had with somebody, you guys. 
he feels that it shouldn't be black lives matter, but white, I mean, all lives matter, not white, all lives matter because he as a white man went to a, demonst went to a demonstration in New Haven, Connecticut and walked away with an injured thumb. Pain is relative, so I'm not going to say he's not in a lot of pain. But um, really? Really? Your thumb? I wonder how George Floyd would be feeling right now if he were able to sit at home with his daughter with maybe an ace bandage wrapped around his hand because his thumb is injured. Right? I don't want to hear about your thumb. George Floyd lost his life. His daughter lost her father. And you're talking about your thumb. And you feel that that is important enough and heavy enough to be compared to someone being killed after his neck is crushed by another human being who just didn't give a damn. But again, these are the conversations that I, I have with people, you know, that I encounter as I'm marching. Um, at the same time, like I said in a previous episode, I have people who are so excited to support that, you know, one man almost hit a guardrail. So, you know, I appreciate hearing all sides. I really honestly do. Um, it gives me an idea of the people in my community because I, I'm marching in my community. I can go to a larger city and, and march there, but um, I'm purposefully doing this here. And I'm, I'm glad I am getting to know the place where I live. Now, there is a larger demonstration um, that's going to happen this Friday, which is Juneteenth. Um, here in town, and I am excited to participate in that. I am glad that we are doing something for Juneteenth. I have participated in Juneteenth celebrations in various cities, um, but never in my hometown. So this is also historic. Uh, we're doing some things here in town. One of the things that we're doing, and I'm going off on a tangent now because I'm not even talking about my march, but I just want to share this with you. Our, um, it's, it's a small town. There's 45,000 people here. Um, so we have, oh, I think like eight elementary schools, one public high school. We have four high schools total. Um, one public school, one technical school, like trade high school and two private schools. One's all boys, one all girls one middle school and one um, junior high. But I guess now they're getting ready to combine the junior high and the middle. So it'll be sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And you're doing major construction on this building right now. It's supposed to be state-of-the-art when it opens. And it is going to be renamed. Right now is Woodrow Wilson uh, middle school, um, Woodrow Wilson Junior High, I think, but it's going to be renamed after the Beeman family. 
um, which is, and forgive me if I'm repeating myself because I don't know if I've already said this in an episode, but um, the Beeman family um, is a historic Black family here in town. And I'm so excited. I've been to big cities where they have uh, all of these schools, uh, magnet schools, charter schools, public schools, named after um, historical Black figures. And, you know, I grew up in a town that didn't have that. We do have uh, Martin Luther King Jr. I think it's Way. I'm not sure. But I mean, the street is 100 yards. I'm not even kidding. Um, and at one point they wanted to rename it. So, uh, but it still is named after MLK. But that's it. So I'm really excited about that. I'm really, really, really super excited. And um, in my capacity as the chairperson of the education committee for our local chapter of the NAACP, we're going to be sponsoring a an essay contest. And the theme of it is the Beeman family. So I'm really excited about that. We're going to collaborate with the um, Historical Society. Um, both my parents were uh, board members of the Historical Society at some point, you know, um, back in the day. So I'm so glad to be able to take the reins and collaborate um, with that organization. So anyway, I've gone off on a tangent, but I just thought I would share that. So yeah, um, day six was interesting. Um, tomorrow is going to be day seven. I'm going to walk by myself. I'm not going to walk seven miles though. Because when I got home, I was beyond exhausted and every inch of my body hurt from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. So I will not do that again. I mean, after all, I'm no spring chicken and we all know what I have been through and I don't want to overdo it because this is I'm this is 2 days after the walk at this point and I'm still tired <laughs> so but yes I will walk tomorrow and I'll probably do about 3 or 4 miles um at some point, I am going to uh, give you guys the information, because actually, I, I should know this and I don't, um, but give you the information for my Facebook page. Now, if you go on to anchor.com slash the blue diamond right there on the um, homepage, you will see the link to uh, my Facebook page. Um, but if you go to my Facebook page, I am the meaning the Blue Diamond Facebook page. I am going to post a picture of um, me and my friend um, after our march. Also, a picture of me one day before I marched, and um, a picture of my new sign because my original sign was demolished by the wind. the The pole snapped right off of it. And then I spilled a can of water on it. So, yeah, it gave me really bright. Anyway, uh, I was able to make some improvements. So I'll post some pictures. 
Um, I, and I guess what I'll do is I'm also going to try and do some videoing. I think I've mentioned already that I am in Facebook jail for the next month. So I cannot go live on Facebook because someone reported a post of mine from August 12th, 2019. But they just posted it. the I mean, they just reported it the other day. And Facebook decided that the photograph did not meet community standards because, and forgive me again if I'm repeating myself, but some of you may not have heard me talk about this in a previous episode. Um, it was a picture of three Klansmen, two in their regular Klans robes, and one um, Klansman had on a pink robe. And it said something like, this is what happens when you wash your MAGA hat in the same load as your um, Klansman robes. I thought it was funny. <laughs> and a great laundry tip, right? Um, and it was almost a year ago that somebody was pissed off at me and um, went ahead and uh, reported me. And so I'm in Facebook jail. So I can't go live while I'm walking, but I can record videos and post them later. So um, I think that's what I'm going to do. And my friend who walks with me, she offered um, to go live on her Facebook page while we're walking on Saturdays. So I think I'm going to take her up on that offer. Now, before I go, there's just one other thing that I want to tell you guys, it doesn't have anything really to do with the march, but it is slightly connected. So my friend that walked with me on Saturdays posted a picture on her Facebook page of me and her standing in front of my house after we had finished walking and both of us are holding up our signs. A friend of hers who, you know, happens to be white, happens to be a Trump supporter and is someone that I also know. I consider her to be a, an associate. We all went to school together. Um, well, we all went to high school together, but she went to um, elementary school with this with this chick. So anyway. The, the woman goes on to my friend's Facebook page and says something about um, supporting her, you know, something, you know, something nice or whatever. And my friend responded by saying, you know, thank you for your support. You've always been a supportive friend. I, you know, I appreciate it, you know, or whatever. So the woman takes a screenshot of the conversation well, they went, they went back and forth for a couple of minutes, but she takes a screenshot of what my friend said, the part about, you know, thank you for being so supportive or whatever. She takes a screenshot of that, and then she takes a headshot of my friend. She, she looks for an old profile picture. So she chooses which picture she wants. And she put them together, you know, Photoshop some kind of way or whatever. Um, she put them together. So there's the headshot of my friend along with the screenshot of just my friend's comment about, um, thank you so-and-so for being so supportive of me over the years. And then Homegirl posts that on her page and says, see, for people who think I don't understand um, because I support 
uh, good cops. Here's my friend and we were friends in elementary school and we went through high school together. We went through college together. They didn't go through college together though because my friend went to an HBCU. She went to Hampton. So um, they didn't go through high school together. And she talks about how they were on the cheerleading squad together and just making this friendship honestly more than what it was because she didn't mention, you know, so, oh, we were cheerleaders together and, and she was my base and I flew on her shoulders. But she doesn't mention how the cheerleaders tormented my friend so much that she was always in tears and quit after me and another friend begged her to quit because we were tired of the way that they were treating her. They were bullying her. Where, where was she then? Why wasn't she protecting her from that? You know, maybe she didn't participate in it, but she most certainly didn't protect her, did not protect her. So anyway, I just hated, I was annoyed that she would post up this headshot of my friend with this screenshot of a piece of the conversation. And so my, my, someone told me about it. And so I went and looked at it and I was like, well, that conversation took place underneath the picture of us holding up our signs after marching. But when you look at the picture on this girl's page, you don't, well, first of all, it's a different picture. And because of the portion of the quote she um, took, it's out of context. You really don't know what she's talking about. So I went back to the original picture of me and my friend and the conversation has been deleted. <laughs> My friend, when I was talking to her about it while we were marked, and she was like, what? She didn't even notice. She didn't notice that the conversation had been deleted. This woman is a Trump supporter. She, sure, she likes my friend. And she decided to make her comment. But she did not want it to stay there. She didn't want anybody to be able to trace that back to her putting her words underneath a picture of two people holding up signs and one says, stop killing black people. So she deleted the comment. Right. And then she didn't put up any of her own words, only my friend's words. And my friend said that when she first saw it, she was kind of taken aback, like, what is this? Why Why are these words, which, which were her own words, put together with this picture? What's the purpose of this? I said, she was using you as her poster child. She was using you. See, see I got a black friend. And she'd be the same kind of person that would walk up to me and say, I understand because I have a black friend, but it should be all as matter. You know, so anyway... Um, like I said, it wasn't directly related to the, um, the March, but it, it was drawn out of the March because she cut, that's what the picture was that she commented under originally. So anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox right now because I can feel myself getting amped up. I actually want to calm down. It's, um, late at night. I need to unwind. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I do hope that you will continue to listen, continue to support me because I greatly appreciate all my listeners and I hope that you will tell someone about this 
and share the link. Let them know that they can listen right here on anchor.fm. All they have to do is go to their web browser and type in anchor.fm slash the blue diamond all together. One word. Also, you can listen on Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and of course, Spotify. You can follow me on Spotify. And again, if you go onto my Blue Diamond page on anchor.fm, you will see the Facebook icon. Simply click on it, and that will bring you to the Blue Diamond Facebook page. And I am going to start uploading some pictures um, and some videos from my March. Alrighty, this is Adre signing off. Thank you.